the supreme gift. This is the supreme gift. We do not need a material donation. We do not need a material donation. Oh Lord, you're the master of the entire universe. What have you not given to us? You have entered the core of our hearts and dissipated the darkness of our ignorance by your effulgence. This is the supreme gift. We do not need a material donation. O oh Lord, you are the Supreme Personality of God, and you have accepted the Brahmanas as your worshipable deity. Your knowledge and memory are never disturbed by anxiety. You are the chief of all famous persons within this world, and your lotus feet are worshipped by sages who are beyond the jurisdiction of punishment. O oh Lord Ramachandra, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto you. Purport by Srila Prabhupada to text 6. When Dhruva Maharaj was offered a benediction by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he replied, O my Lord, I am fully satisfied. I do not need any material benediction. Similarly, when Prahlad Maharaj was offered a benediction by Lord Narasimha Deva, he also refused to accept it and instead declared that the devotee should not be like a vanik, a mercantile man, who gives something in exchange for some profit. One who becomes a devotee for some material profit is not a pure devotee. Brahmanas are always enlightened by the Supreme Personality of Godhead within the heart. Sarvasya chaham rivisami vishto And because the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are always directed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they are not greedy for material wealth. What is absolutely necessary, they possess. But they do not want an expanded kingdom. An example of this was given by Vamanadeva. Acting as a Brahmachari, Lord Vamanadeva wanted only three paces of land. Aspiring to possess more and more for personal sense gratification is simply ignorance. And this ignorance is conspicuous by its absence from the heart of a Brahmana or a Vaishnava. So this ends the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation for text 6 7, report for text 6 of chapter 11, canto 9, Srimad Bhagavatam, Mahapuranam. In the matter of Lord Ramachandra rules the world. To hear the Brahmanas have revealed what they got from Lord Ramachandra. He entered the core of their hearts 
and dissipated the darkness of their ignorance. How many were like that? <clears throat> this is the special mercy of the Lord. Krishna Surya Sama Mayahoy Andakar Jaha Krishna Taha Maya Nahi Adikar. Krishna is like the sun, and Maya, the material illusion, is like the darkness. Wherever there is Krishna, there is no more nations, no more darkness. So sometimes people say they want to get rid of their ignorance first, then they'll practice Krishna consciousness. But actually, Krishna consciousness and bringing Krishna in the heart is the solution to the darkness. Turning on the light takes away the darkness. <coughs> Someone makes other arrangements, but won't be as effective as simply turning on the light. For Krishna, he enters into the heart of his uh, pure devotee and he dissipates all the ignorance. So this is what these great brahmanas, Vaishnavas, who were performing the yajna for Lord Rama, they were feeling. Therefore they gave back the kingdom to Rama to manage as a chatriya. And they expressed that actually him having removed their ignorance was the supreme gift. To give transcendental knowledge, that is the supreme gift. Also, we want to give people the supreme gift. Why give them a lesser thing when we can give them the supreme gift? <clears throat> so, Prabhupada was explaining how some groups are busy, actually, they are impersonal groups who believe that absolute truth is not a person. Simply they're believing in the impersonal effulgence or the light. They, because the impersonal truth is very boring, not variegated. So they're not able to sustain so much uh, interest in meditating on the impersonal truth. So that's what Prabhupada said. Many times you see that they revert to mundane social activities. Now, this is highly appreciated by the public. Because the public doesn't know what is the Supreme Gift. They think that, well, if we get some tangible material aid, a house, an education, some clothing, some food, this is great. So this they can appreciate. <coughs> 
not appreciate like these brahmanas did until they actually get purified. What is the wonderful nature of the Supreme Gift? Because they're conditioned like that. But Shila Prabhupada mentioned that we need at least one organization that's giving out the Supreme Gift. One organization that's giving people Krishna consciousness. There are already so many in the name of serving Krishna, they're giving mundane material blessings. But they're not giving actually Krishna. The real point is that we want to develop our attention to Krishna. That happens when we chant. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya That's why it's uh, very important that we chant the names of Hare Krishna, not to chant names which are not Vishnu names. Of course we can pray to the uh, demigods or goddesses uh, as devotees and ask them for blessings. 
for devotion for Krishna, something like that is all right. The gopis uh, worshipped Kakjayani in order to get Krishna as a husband. If our object of worship is to get Krishna, then it's all right. But if somebody is uh, worshipping some deva or devi in order to get some material benefit, thinking that they're independent, totally dead, that becomes an obstacle. Similarly, if somebody worships Krishna for something material, then they can get that, but it reduces their worship to something of a business propagation. I worship you, giving you what you want. And you gave me what I want, which isn't what you want from me. <laughs> so someone worshipping Krishna and asking for Krishna Bhakti, that's not a mercantile, because that's what Krishna also wants for us. But Krishna can give us a material blessing very easy, that's not the problem. He can give that very easy. Most people are worshipping God with that type of prayer. We have hope. Groups of people that pray for each other's health and everything. But we go, sometimes the body also may pray for another devotee's health. We always qualify if it so please you. As far as the body's health, so the body can go on with his or her devotional service. Things have to be somehow connected to Krishna, to make one with uh, Krishna's desire. If it's not according to his desire, okay, then drop it. So examples are given here of Prahlad Maharaj. She was offered by Nishinga Dev anything he wanted. And then he felt like, you know, I'm born in a family of demons who are very materialistic by nature. So don't tempt me. <laughs> But Pilati uh, didn't accept any material benediction. There was this uh, secretary of uh, Ramanujacharya. who had uh, been blinded by an enraged, fanatical Shiva worshipper, a king who was a Shiva bhakti, that he didn't like it that this secretary was saying that Vishnu was supreme. So he blinded him. So then he, uh, what's his name? Kura? Kurisha. 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 And uh, he couldn't uh, really do that service as a secretary being blind. So he stayed at the Bharadraj temple in Kanchipuram, in Tamil Nadu, India. The temple is very ancient temple, thousands and thousands of years old. It's still 
there, you can go and see that deity. And Kuresha was uh, singing bhajans and kirtans and songs for the, the praise of this deity. Deity became very pleased and offered Kuresha anything he wanted. So he prayed to please forgive the people that did this to me because I don't want them to suffer on my account. They continued to chant, and sometimes again the deity was pleased and offered another blessing. Again he asked for something like that for the welfare of others. And so happened at Kuresha, he went to see Ramanujacharya, and then Ramanujacharya said, I heard the deity keeps offering you anything you want. If he not happens to offer you anything you want again, please tell the deity that your Guru Maharaj has some property which is not, uh, which is kind of broken. It's malfunctioning, it's uh, incomplete. And as a result, uh, it's not so, so useful in his service. So the Guru would like that this uh, property would be restored to its full functionality. Something like that. So. That would be the only kind of uh, prayer that Kuresha would have something, but not for himself, something for the Guru. So then he went back and he was singing again by chance to the deity. Again, the deity offered him. So then he offered and asked for that prayer that the Guru asked. Immediately he regained his eyes. Because Ramanuja's mind was my servant, my secretaries like this without any eyes who can't do a service. That was Ramanuja's intention that he would regain his servant, his kind of a property, but regain the <coughs> full functionality. So then uh, he would return back to Ramanuja and take up his service again. Like they say, the pure devotee, they don't want to ask anything material for themselves. That's their nature. There was this lady in Mayapur, she was going blind. But she just prayed to Lord Narsimha Day that I make my going blind, so it's maybe the last. Darshan that I have of you. She didn't ask for anything. And then uh, the Lord Shingade came in a dream and told her that, see, if you give back my original eyes, I'll give you back your eyesight. Somebody originally, Lord Shingade had red eyes, and somebody gave him new eyes, very fancy, with a green stone. Green eyes. Apparently, the Shingen didn't like really green eyes because he's in a very ferocious mood. He wants red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so when the lady told this to the pujaris, they did a big ceremony and they replaced the eyes of the original eyes of the Shingen 
And then as subsequently the lady regained her eyesight. And Nushenya Chatra does, they were telling us so many different pastimes of this Nushenya Devi. Some think she's very active. Some Vaishnavi was also bringing a basket of mangoes from Nushenya Dev, and at the last minute she got some doubt that that Nushenya Dev probably doesn't like mangoes, she's having so good or something. She didn't get them. That night, Nishinga Dev came in a dream and said, Why are you giving me my mangoes? I like mangoes. <laughs> Next day, she came to the Pujaris and told what happened. So please, get the mangoes. And uh, my also, there's, of course, a pastime of Polavecha Sridhar who was, uh, well, Chaitanya used to really give him a hard time. As a child, as a boy, he used to go and get uh, his vegetables and bananas and similar such products from him. He'd always underpay him, argue with him. <laughs> Very naughty sometimes. She would accuse him that you're overcharging me. <laughs> and Kolar says, I'm not overcharging. You can check the market and give me the lowest price in the entire market. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord says, No, no, you're overcharging me. And then he'd grab a bunch of bananas and he'd throw them half the price and take this. And Kolar just said, Grab the bananas back. What are you doing? I'm not giving you, I'm not charging you too much. The Lord said, what do you think I'm doing? Steal your bananas or something? <laughs> I'm calling a Brahmana a thief? <laughs> this is very offensive. <laughs> so another coin and walked on. Every day that's people say, why do you take that from this guy? Why do you, call a Vesha Sridhar, why do you take it from that naughty Nimai? So well, I don't know. Whenever I see him, my heart just melts. <laughs> Actually, even if he took the bananas for free, I wouldn't care. But uh, he seems to like this. And later on, when the Mai Pandit became the big professor, he didn't go to the market anymore to argue with Kolavachasri. But he'd go and visit Kolavachasri there at his house. And so he said, oh, how's it going, Kolavechan? Sridharan, no, oh, everything's all right. Please set my pronouns. So, somehow the conversation came around what Chaitanya said. I know that you actually are a very rich person and you have a hidden treasure. But I'm not going to reveal it now, okay? You can keep your treasure hidden, sorry, but I know that you're actually very rich. 
and the hidden treasure, and one day I'll reveal it to everybody. But from now, just give me some of your fruits and vegetable products. And what are you doing? What, and, uh, so somewhere before he asks, what's the, what are you doing now? How's your worship for the Ganges going on? And then he said, no, I'm doing whatever I earn, I get half for the Ganges and I worship. He said, well, you know that I'm the father of the Ganges. Are you Vishnu, Vishnu? How you can say such a thing? That's Vishnu. Actually, I thought when I grew up, they got less naughty, you still, you know, such a <laughs> How you can say such a thing? It's very mischievous. <laughs> My Lord, she said, hey, give me some bananas, but listen, normal people begging, they get the worst. I want the best. <laughs> Worshipping my Shaligam Shila, maybe the best, you give me the best stuff you got. Don't just give me some, you know, refuse. Mm -hmm. I was getting my heart. Every time I drop by and see how he's doing. In the name of just visiting an old friend and he's uh, giving him this mindfulness. So when I was Lord Chaitanya's Mahaprakash Last time when Advaita Chaya is offering the 21-hour hour RT. Then he sent his uh, devotees to go get Kolavichya Srila. When they went to get in, then they told them that the Lord Chaitanya, that Goranga um, Gorahari wants to see you. He was, wants to see me, just a banana seller. He painted, it was like too much. Very, very humble. So then, what to do? They picked him up and carried him to Lord Chaitanya. One grabbed the two legs, somebody grabbed the arm and carried him. Plopped him down in front of Lord Chaitanya and the big arti. And Kolavecha Sridhar came to consciousness and he saw. The effulgent form of Lord Chaitanya. This was not the Lord Chaitanya you normally see, who kind of put this illusion over his appearance, and then he appeared just almost like somebody in the material world. Now, all that covering was off, and he was emitting so much effulgence that was more brilliant than millions of suns. As a result, uh, the whole world seemed to have disappeared. All you could see was Lord Chaitanya and his associates. Nityananda was, uh, oh, was fanning with the Shamar and the Shivas was holding an umbrella. Arti was going on and the audience were chanting in Kirtan. Some days we have long kirtans for an hour, an hour and a half. It's unimaginable, a 21-hour kirtan. <laughs> In the presence of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
revealing his identity to all his devotees. So, so the Lord he paid his obeisances and the Lord offered him that, okay, I'm going to give you a blessing. So normally Lord Chaitanya is in the mood of a devotee. But in a couple of occasions he <coughs> reverted to his original Krishna consciousness. <laughs> his mood as Lord Krishna. And so as the Supreme Lord, he would give the Supreme Lord one of his uh, functions to give blessings. One of Krishna's names is Varada. Vara means blessings and da means to give. Varada. Varada Krishna. So Varana Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was offering colors to Sri Dhamma. I give you whatever you want. He asked him, what do you want? What blessing do you want? Lord Jasila, I don't just, just to be able to see you like this. This is such a blessing. I don't want anything else. Thank you very much. I don't need anything. I'm so happy just to have your darshan. Unexpected, unlimited blessing. The Lord Chaitanya he said, no, I want to give you something. Okay, then I asked him, you want to be a king? I'll give you a kingdom. Right. How many here would like to be a king, have a nice kingdom? Queen, then it could be But I call it to see that he didn't want it. I don't know what I have to give you something. You can't go empty handed from Krishna. So, let me give you mystical powers. You can become smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest, anima, lagima, prapti, anything you want, you can have it in the material world. So many people are anxious to get these eight cities. So you can have it. No, no, which I don't, I don't want these eight cities. It's not uh, something I need. Whatever I have enough, I don't need all these things. Then. What you tell me often, okay, let me give you impersonal realization, Brahma Jyoti Maharaji. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> Please, don't give me that. But what do you want? You have to take something. Finally, after a lot of assistance and followers, said, well, if I have to ask for something, I'd like to always see that beautiful smiling face of that naughty Brahmin boy. 
And I'd like to, and all your incarnations, I'd like to provide you with your fruit and vegetable needs. He <laughs> 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 made this service. And this very simple person. Actually, this is what this one he wanted to do. So that Lord Chaitanya was, I said, but if I'm not qualified for that, all he did was okay, he was so humble. If I'm not qualified for that, at least let me be a born in the family of your devotees. So that I can continue on with my devotional service. <coughs> then Lord Chaitanya, he said, I'm going to give you something so wonderful. Brahma and Shiva are anxious for this. I mean, this is the supreme blessing I have. I bless you with pure love of Krishna. Hari! All the devotees in Kirtan, they were like, exploded. Here the little, the flea market, banana salesman, all of That's probably the most like, equivalent thing we have here. If you've been to India and you see these uh, village markets where all the people sit down with their baskets, you know, offering their wares, you know. Kola Pata, Kola Pata, Garuche, Garuche. So he was like a brass, brass. <laughs> Very simple guy. But hidden behind that simplicity and that poverty was this hidden treasure that he was a pure devotee of Krishna. <clears throat> and Krishna recognized him. The matter that he wasn't, you know, the high class guy didn't need a polyclin or Rolls Royce or anything. His treasure was he was a pure devotee. That's why Krishna always kept going to see him and buying from him. So even someone who is very poor, they can also be a pure devotee. There's no like a financial cutoff that you have to make this much to be a pure devotee. <laughs> Anybody can be a pure devotee. An example, because Kualavitra Srila, he was really the, like the poorest of the poor. On top of that, he was spending 50% of his income. So Lord Chaitanya, when he said, I'm giving a lot of Krishna, the devotees were just overwhelmed. They're pulling their hair, they're like, rolling in the ground. It's like, this is a fantastic. Kalavisha Sridhar got Love of Krishna. God bless you. <laughs> so, we can decide. Also, he refused any, any material validation. He didn't want any material validation. And it's thinking that all throughout the histories of great devotees, when they're offered some blessing, they don't take 
son. I think that's not connected to Krishna's service. Always want to continue on with that service to Krishna. That's their particular quality. So these brahmanas here, they're obviously very great devotees, pure devotees. They don't want <coughs> material benediction. They're feeling so much blessed that the Lord has entered into their hearts. This is really what we need, the Lord should enter into our hearts. That's so why we wear a tilak and 12 parts of our body make our body into a temple. We chant Hare Krishna trying to purify our heart to welcome Krishna Siddha. Once he comes, of course, to become totally purified. But at least uh, we don't want to invite him to sit down in <coughs> some total garbage. So we're hoping that Krishna will come and be present in our hearts. Illuminate our heart from all the darkness and ignorance. Nitaigo Ranga Bole Nachaya Marmon. We chant Pitai and Goranga, they're dancing in our minds. The dancing in our minds, the dancing, so that purifies our consciousness. And we want the Krishna come and stay in our hearts. And so the Lord is ever anxious for that. The Lord revealed himself in their hearts. Somehow, these brahmanas, they got that, they felt that they had that blessing that the Lord actually entered into their hearts. Supreme Lord is the worshipable by everyone, especially the great sages who know who should be worshipped, they worship the Lord. But the Lord, He accepts the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas as His worshipable deity. Krishna is respecting the Brahmanas in His pastime, so that's why. We also hold the Brahmanas right here. Now it's very hard to find the That's Special quality. Let's see who else was there. 
But actually, the residents of higher planets, they look down at human beings with their cities and their highways and their tollways and everything. They look down and they're buzzing around and they just think, you know, how insignificant. They're only living for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, one of our years is one of their days. So if we live a hundred years, that uh, means it's a hundred days by the calculations of the Devas. That's like three months. Like what kind of animal lives three months? <laughs> Some mouse or something, or something, something probably really insignificant, I don't know, cockroach or something. Even a cockroach doesn't longer than that, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, anybody, any biologists can remember what lives for three months? Some butterflies live for months. Yeah, so we're kind of like on the level of a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a worm or something, a little caterpillar. Uh, <clears throat> Very insignificant. But if a human being becomes a pure devotee, if a human being becomes a brahmana, once the brahmanas, the best of the brahmanas, is a pure devotee of Krishna. Then they'll leapfrog over and they all and become suddenly a, a very universally important personality. You see, but what? Normally, if people who only are born in Brahminical families, they kind of get the uh, samskaras to become Brahmanas. In history, a few people like Vishwamitra was born in a Kshatriya family to become a great Tapasya and became Brahmana. But uh, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, people can uh, become Brahmanas fairly easily by becoming Vaishnavas because being a Vaishnava automatically qualifies one as a Brahmana. Krishna, he's also respecting the Brahmanas. That's how important the Brahmanas are. When the human being doesn't understand that they're an eternal spirit soul, if they're just on the bodily platform, they're really, they're very insignificant. Sometimes they're like living dead, just you know, living to die. But um, the Brahmanas are living to go back to Godhead. The Vaishnavas. So we're trying to create the Brahmana Vaishnavas. One of the qualities of Vaishnavas is that uh, the Brahmanas is that they are working for the welfare of others. They are Paradukaduki. Sad to see others suffer. They like to give out the mercy that they give for the upliftment of the fallen souls. I mean, most people are in this kind of business mentality. They think, well, what am I? 
Why should I, why should I bother, right, to do something to somebody else? What do I get out of it? What's in it for me? Right? That's like the normal kind of mentality. If you ask someone to do something or if someone, you know, you're just thinking, oh, what's in it for me? Or the uh, brahmanas actually try, of course they don't want to waste their time, but they like to give something really valuable. What's more, this is our greatest gift. That Krishna can illuminate your heart. And all the ignorance can be dissipated. You can realize that we're eternal servitors of the Lord. And our dharma is to serve the Lord eternally. Until the Brahman expressed he wanted to create these Brahmanas and Vaishnavas. And that way, the devotees, uh, they make many sacrifices. Many devotees in the past have, I mean, you know, I'm speaking, say, within Iskand, it's like we're sitting here in this beautiful temple room with the nice columns and the mirror, the chandelier with uh, some kind of, you know, central heating and beautiful deities with marble altars and, uh, you know, somebody worked pretty hard to put all this together, you know, made a sacrifice, right? Yes. You know, and that was their, that was their donation, that was their contribution to Krishna, that's that. And you read in the Puranas, it says if somebody gives even one brick to build the temple, that their seat, you know, their seat in Vaikuntha, it's already, it's, you know, they got, it's kept warm for them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some, I don't know, somehow, but the devotees have done a lot of sacrifice. Sometimes you meet somebody who's somehow becoming bitter or something, you know. Somehow they forgot. Initially, when they were doing the service, it was all in a mood and a spirit of, uh, of surrender. Of, of. But some, I mean, some people are still in that mood, most people are. But there's a few times you meet someone. You know, I worked so many years for ISKCON. I didn't work for ISKCON, I worked for Christian. And I didn't get a TV television set out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All I got was a seat in my country. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious that last one. <laughs> Sometimes you're wondering, you know, what are they thinking about? What, you know, how do they lose their devotional spirit? How do they lose that, that service attitude? But actually, you know, what they did was very wonderful. And maybe they said we're going to sustain it, that's another thing. But at least whatever they did, why, why should they take that away from themselves? That was their service to Krishna. That's their glory. They did something. We want to somehow always remain Krishna conscious. 
Maya is so powerful, somehow Maya can bend us out of shape if we're not careful. And revert us back to this uh, mercantile attitude and this, uh, this uh, mundane calculation. So, that's the disease that everybody's infected with, and somehow for the, the times when we get the, we see the light, we get the illumination, we get freed from that kind of mentality, and then we feel happy for some time. But then somehow we get into some offenses, and I don't know if something happens. So sometimes people lose it. I'm always praying that I never, never lose my devotional attitude, whatever I have. Get a lot more of it. It's frightening, right? I and mean, it's really frightening. If you see somebody who is no longer in devotional service. And that doesn't mean that right? to be devoted to a devotional service, you have to be in a temple and serve in your home. Yeah, some people serve in their homes. <coughs> I'm not saying that somebody is always going to live in an ashram, but it's not. It's rather a facility if somebody wants to, they can live in an ashram. But otherwise, if they want to, they can also go and live in their home and serve Krishna from their home. So the point is that Somehow if the light is a little bit turned on in our heart, we want to be very careful not to turn it off. Or not to let somebody put you know, some dirty laundry over the light bulb or something. Cover us up with all some kind of Vaishnava apparatus and criticism. It seems some people, you know, misery likes company. They want to bring other people into the miserable state they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make everybody happy, right? We're trying to make everybody happy and blissful and show there's so much happiness in serving Krishna. And some people want to do the opposite. So we have to learn how to give association, but not take, you know, bad association. It's all with different kinds of people. And we're, we're reading about these brahmanas who were given the entire world in charity, right? No more economic problems, they own the world. But they give back to Lord Rama, it's alright, you don't need it. You've given us something much more valuable, the greatest gift to come in our heart. You've given us your devotion, you've illuminated all our ignorance. You're the Supreme Personality Godhead. If you are showing such a wonderful example, you're worshipping Brahmas. So in our humble life, we're trying to learn how to become Vaishnavas and Brahmanas and try to serve Krishna, trying to work for the welfare of others. And giving for uplifting other people is actually the most satisfying thing. That's actually fully satisfying to the heart and very blissful. Susukam Bhattanam Bhattanam, blissfully, super happily perform. 
remember I arrived in some, what was that? It was Ipoh, Malaysia, with Prabhishtha Swami and uh, Bhakti Vajanandan Swami. I think we were going there for a Rath Yatra. And there was another boy that he's like beaming, you know, every and he's smiling so much. So, oh, what's your name? So, you, you look really happy. What's making you so happy? What's your secret? How did you get so happy? And he said, well, it was all because of your mercy. So how was that? Well, the temple president here, he asked me to give out to all my friends invitations for the Rakyatra and that they could come and see the Maharajas were coming. So I would go and I'd go with my bead bag around my neck and I'd visit my friends and give them the invitation. And they'd say, hey, what happened to you? Why is your arm in a sling, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we don't know what the beads are. <laughs> I was once chanting Jap in Calcutta and sitting down waiting in the airport. And there was some of these Sisters of Mercy uh, and the Mother Teresa group. I mean, you can see they always wear these little blue saris, uh, the white saris with a blue border. And one of them came over and said, Can I ask you a question? I said, sure, why not? And he said, and then I was chanting, you know, you know how you kind of spin your beads when you chant? He says, what do you have in that vein? Do you have a chicken in there? Back 
beim Fest. Something about giving, when you're giving Krishna, whether it's prasana or everything, and it just gives a lot of energy. So we never want to somehow have be tricked to, to stop being in a position where we can give out Krishna to others. That's, that's really the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He gives us Krishna, even though, we don't, even though we don't deserve it, we don't have any special quality that we should get it. This is cause this mercy gives us to his agents, to his representatives. And when we give it out to others, then we start to feel so spiritually enlightened. Even it's already enlightened, just getting the mercy, but then giving it to others. The happiness increases more and more. So these brahmanas are feeling blessed uh, by his Ramchandra has entered into their heart and illuminated their heart. So it's very rare to get that kind of a blessing, but somehow by Lord Chaitanya's mercy, his followers are able to give that blessing also. They're able to give people the mantra of Krishna and bring their happiness in their heart, bring the illumination in their heart, which is completely transcendental. So it's really, uh, this, uh, as they have explained, it's the greatest gift. Has a rich uncle that gives you know, this treasure house of great gifts and go around and give it to everybody. No matter how much you give, there's always some more stock there. If someone thinks, well, what's in it for me? Well, take it from these brownies. You've already got the highest gift, and then you're giving it to others, it's getting multiplied. You're getting even more. You're getting, this is uh, <clears throat> lighting you up to get the highest benediction that Kola mentions Sri which is pure love of Krishna, which is even worth more than this to see the Vaikuntha. Mm -hmm. Love of Krishna is um, <coughs> The greatest benediction by helping Lord Chaitanya giving out this uh, fruit of devotion for Krishna, then we <clears throat> becoming more and more eligible to get Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Ram was very merciful. He could have just wiped out Ram and Ram on his own if he wanted to. He didn't need a whole bunch of monkeys to help him. But he engaged all the monkeys. It's like that. Lord Chaitanya has already liberated in the whole universe. He doesn't need us to help him in one sense. But that's his mercy, giving us this service, giving us this opportunity. 
That's how he does things. So we have the, the great benediction to be able to help Lord Chaitanya help his son. In Prabhupada, like he said, you know, my spiritual master left the Western world for me. And Shri Prabhupada said, I've only done half the job. We have to finish it. <coughs> so he built this structure in the house. We gotta finish fitting it out, building the walls, whatever else needs to be done. So that's the special mercy that we're given in service to do. That's the nature of the Brahmanas, and they're thinking about helping others. They're not just thinking about themselves. For themselves, they're willing to live in a very, even a simple way. But they're concerned about others. We need that kind of people in the world to make the world really a better place, making the God conscious, peaceful. Happy world, happy and spiritual bliss. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Om Tat Sat. Any question? Ranga, Ranga Nathan. for us somehow connected there. We just want to increase our service to Krishna. So most people they just want to say that I ask and I need a job and their idea is to have a job that they can enjoy sense gratification or someone they pray to Krishna. I want to serve you, I want to increase my service to you. But in the present situation and not able to serve you as well as I would like to can't invite people over to my house, they don't have any money. I don't even know how long I'll be living in the house, I can't pay the rent. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to serve you. So now I'm praying in such a way that it's uh, for increasing our service to Krishna and for other purposes. But uh, we have a right, we have a, it's not an obstacle to maintain our family or 
we don't know how many Krishna doesn't want us to have a job right now. We just got a better job in store for us in the future. I mean, now he wants to free us to do a little more service. You know, what's sometimes difficult to understand what Krishna's plan is. Maybe there's an opportunity to change our profession. something that we can use more directly in Krishna service. Time to understand what is it really that the Lord wants when something happens. But if you do practice something, you think that, well, it's going to help me to do and improve my service to Krishna, then if you do practice for something that even that's connected like that, you're always qualified to do so please you. I can get a nice job that I could be able to serve you very nicely and take care of my family and be free so I can do some more bhakti riksha preaching or whatever it might be. That's kind of a fair, if it's properly phrased, then it wouldn't be a contradiction. But, Any other question? Yeah. I was just wondering, all these Krishna, there's some some uh, personalities like what Shiva or Brahma, they have qualities of the Lord, but not in full. Are those, those qualities, like of Lord Narayana or Lord Shiva or so forth, are they in total? I mean, like the spirit soul also has the qualities of the Lord as well, but in my new point of view. Uh, 64 qualities, we have 50 and the minute, and even Brahma has 50 and, and a lesser quantity than Krishna, Manut Mahani, what to speak of, we have also, but it's significant. We have the potential to have those 50 qualities, whether we have them or not. <coughs> Brahma has them, but I mean, but whether we have them, mercy, charity, all these different qualities, potentially they are in a living entity. Whether we're manifesting them or not, to what extent we have them developed. Some living entity like Brahma was a fully developed jiva, has that, all 50, but for some, not as much as Krishna does. And then Shiva has five more than Brahma. And Vishnu has uh, five more than Shiva. And Krishna is the only one with all the 64. And we get to be next to the potential of 50. Right. Pardon? 
the moment with this kind of life is yeah, I mean, those qualities, it's said different people may be manifested to different degrees. Um, <clears throat> Brahma has more manifested than any of them, but some pure devotees may have many of those 50 qualities are highly developed. By Krishna's mercy, the Brahmanas have these qualities because they have wonderful qualities. That's why Krishna respects them. Not just, you know, like a, being a Brahmin or something like a title or a caste, it's actually like being twice born and being uh, spiritually awakened, and they also awaken many of these wonderful good qualities. But we went out <coughs> yesterday, Samadamas, Tapas, Ocham, Chantir, Arjuna, Mahivacha, Jnana, Vijnana, Astikyan, Brahma, Karma, Vibhajam. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and religiousness. These are the qualities by which the Brahmins work. So these qualities, uh, there's something very appreciated even by Krishna. You can expand on that more than 12 qualities in the Bible time, maybe 50, 26 of our seven. So the devotees are starting to increase in their good qualities. They're trying to avoid the bad things and enhance their good. And that comes automatically by the chanting and by the process of our devotional service. You see good quality in somebody that you can uh, appreciate that. Kind of see the good qualities in others and uh, try to find out the defects in ourselves and, and eradicate our defects and emulate the good in others. Is that alright? <coughs> yes, it's good to know the prayer. Paradoxical, what you are saying. On one hand, I have these bad qualities, and I'm ignorant and arrogant and proud. So I just deal with somebody. Then when they tell me about it, I get, I get, so I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's good not to feel good. <laughs> yeah, about those qualities. <laughs> 
maybe that's like part of the medicine is that sometimes you need someone to tell us, you know, sometimes maybe a friend really. But hey, you know, come on, you know, the priest. How come you're feeling like that? <laughs> Rather, we should be uh, so much introspective that we see it in ourselves first. I mean, we already got a hint that uh, this is our tendency, that we should go out of our way to be uh, more humble and more, and avoid arrogance. And my shavas, in case they do something even halfway good, and they always think that anything I could do good was by the mercy of the deities, mercy of my guru, blessing of the Vaishnavas. They don't like to take the credit for themselves. They take minimal credit for themselves, maximum for the all of mercy of guru, Krishna, and so on. So arrogance usually means that somehow we take, we're, you know, we're taking the credit ourselves and we're forgetting that, you know, our ability to do anything well is also the blessings, something like that we're trying to. And the Pradhava peace on each and out on all the so he shall not mind him out of being a kirtanian salami. So we should wear that around our neck, over our heart, constantly, to be more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree. To offer all respect unto others, but not to expect any respect for ourselves. It seems like you are expecting some respect. <laughs> you didn't get it. You're not supposed to expect it. It's rather supposed to give other people appreciation. Appreciate other people, then you'll find you probably get less, uh, less criticisms too. But when we think that I'm doing pretty good, everybody should appreciate how well I did. And when they don't, then we feel frustrated. Well, that's exactly what this verse tells us to avoid. Rather, we should be thinking how I can appreciate other people. For me, it's okay. I'm just going to go out and try to do the best I can. Really, and also, it's also very difficult to please everybody. You're trying to please Guru and Krishna, but sometimes you get indication of other Vaishnavas who are not pleased, and maybe Krishna is not pleased either. That's something we're doing. So this, again, that's what we need to be sometimes introspective. Like there was a time when that uh, Brahmachari got the sauce from Lord Chaitanya. The Brahmachari, who was the kind of like yogi Brahmachari, came and was peeking. <laughs> Peeping Tom looking at the Harinam and then uh, Lord Chaitanya asked him, you know, what's he doing? And then evaluated his uh, self-realization standard and figured out that he was really not up to the mark. Told him so. Told him that he wasn't ready to be in this confidential kirtan. And they showed him the door, but afterwards he was thinking about it. So really what Lord Chaitanya said it was correct. I'm really not that spiritually oriented. I'm putting a big show on Actually, the people who were chanting and dancing and kirtan and chanting Hare Krishna, they were so much absorbed in that chanting, they were not faking it. They were really there. They really were what's at. And uh, 
And he was just starting to become very humble and think that, how did I get the mercy even to see Lord Chaitanya's kirtan, see those wonderful devotees? He started crying. The Lord Chaitanya sent for him, brought him back in, said, you know, you're ready. <laughs> so sometimes we may have to hear, you know, a little bit of correction. But then, of course, it comes especially from someone who's more senior than that, someone who's more responsible, and it's more appropriate and easier to digest. But that's, uh, yeah, that's part of the whole experience, that we sometimes have to get some advice, how to improve. We should actually ask for it. Where are the people, you know, we should actually be eager to get that, but, maybe, but if we don't ask for it, and then eventually, you know, get on some of these nerves and not they just might volunteer it. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, then, you know, that's kind of upsetting. If somebody gives advice in a more tactful way, then probably you wouldn't feel that upset and you would get more out of it. So we could all probably learn that. And rather than just kind of blurting out what you don't like about somebody, you could tell people what you do like about them and then advise them what you think they could improve at. And then maybe they can, most of all, you should digest that a lot easier. Materialist, I mean, like Rani Kashyap, he couldn't digest any kind of <laughs> suggestion from Brahman, however nice it was presented. I don't think we got, I hope you don't have too many Rani Kashyap groups around here. <laughs> Another question? Srada? Srada. Um, so often we have our own ideas and plans for our lives, and get all, well, I get all uh, confused and I play games with my, my own mind. How do we just let go of those games and surrender? At least you'd like to know that one of our planets um, seems to have a semblance of acceptability. Through, through prayer, through discussion with spiritual master and different things we, <clears throat> we try. Sometimes you may have one plan and it doesn't work out. 
you go back to the drawing board. We, we always, at least, whatever our plan may be, that it fits in with, uh, it's harmonious with our being Krishna conscious, then we'll be pretty safe. And Srinivasacharya had his plan that we wanted, you know, there's always different things happen, that we're trying to work out, but eventually, because he always kept with the same Krishna conscious ideals, and eventually got properly situated. We can't give up, but we should also verify in principle what we want. It's all right. And then after that, we try it for it, and sometimes on the way, if maybe we find out something that works out even better. It's hard to know sometimes in the beginning, but if we didn't try for the one thing, we would have never got to the point where we could find the other thing. So it's hard sometimes to know. Things get revealed. I wanted to I never could figure out what makes should be my career because I always like to do certain things and then but I thought let me try Krishna consciousness and then somehow whatever the ideas I had I like to do, it seems like I got more than I could even bargain for. Probably <laughs> so much service and so much um, opportunities. So I, I, I feel it worked out for me all right, but uh, yeah, there was like I told about that Grihasta, I migrated to Canada, but they couldn't find a decent job in Canada. Then somehow I got a job with the Canadian company to work in South Africa. And now he's, you know, in South Africa, but then there he's uh, able to use his experience in Bhakti Riksha preaching and setting up many Bhakti Rikshas in South Africa. Sometimes they bounced around, they were not exactly how. <laughs> I was made the president of Calcutta and then next thing I know Prabhupada sent me to Mayapur and I was the President of Mayapur. The devotees they learn to be a little bit flexible, play things as they come along, but always to keep their spiritual principles as their guiding principles. Initially, it's good to have a plan that's feasible. Krishna hatches. Mahatma Das. Well, I'm going to have to questions today. You know that in the course of lecture, you said that Krishna is already in the heart, everyone. So he had to come again, so I can understand this and expand on this. Well, Paramatma, of course, is in our heart, but 
if we want to bring Krishna in the heart in a more of a in a more direct way, the Krishna coming in our heart in a, in a, in a direct way that we can also experience. And that's what illuminates our heart. I said when we chant Vita Goranga Bole then Krishna is dancing in our mind. So probably it's just like in the temple here, we don't wear our shoes, you know, we don't let people bring in dirty things. We don't smoke in here, we don't drink, we don't, you know, so many things you don't do in a temple. Now, if we want Krishna to come into our heart and be present there in a, in a very visible and a way that we can experience His presence, so we want to keep out some of this, the gross garbage that's in our heart. So we don't want to bring in intoxication, we don't want to bring in, we want to bring meat into a temple, so we want to bring in meat into the temple, we don't want to bring in meat. That's why we try to be vegetarian and try to avoid taking intoxication and gambling and things like that. So that we can have a pure heart in which to invite Krishna, that it comes to them. You do the initial, this gross, you know, get the gross dirt out of the house, and then after that, Krishna illuminates everything and it becomes evident. But it's not that Krishna is manifest in everybody's heart in that perceived manner. He's there as super salt, but sometimes they're not even aware of his presence at all. We're talking about bringing Krishna. There, as we can hear it, we can get directly instruction from Krishna, we can perceive his presence, we can sense a transformation in our consciousness. Any last question? Keshe Prabhu. Yes? It's the favorite month of Krishna. It's even more than Dhamadar. The months of year, the normal months, Dhamadar is the favorite, but then Purushottam is like Krishna's month, Purushottama, Supreme Personality of Godhead. And services and uh, charity and spiritual activities done in that month are very, very powerful. I can't remember the numerical equation, I'm looking at Italian, but to mention the Padma Parana, but it's very, very powerful. The Ekaiasis of that month are also super powerful. So it's a very good month and the people to, if of course the devotees are already might speak the whole time, but they're going to get all the benefit for all the months, but if there's some one hasn't been working at the maximum optimal level yet. At least that month is a good time to rev up your motors and ignore full speed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not chanting 16 rounds and then that month time to chant. It's a good month to invite uh, Vaishnavas to your house and to do service for the deities. Probably good for congregational preaching, these kind of months are really good to get everybody fired up, like everybody be a vegetarian or Purushottama, if they're not already. Get them to chant a certain number of rounds if they're not already, or increase it. 
it's a good, a good month to get them to plant some donations because we get multiple benefits and do some bring some boga in every day, visit the temple. And there's different things you can do. I can I can post it uh, on my website. Well, all the things that you can do for a short term month, but this comes once in three years. I remember reading about it three years ago. I gotta I gotta I should have read up before I left because. So I'm just kind of numbering in a general sense, not from all the details. But there's also some pastime about it. Purushottam month is like for materialists, they don't think it's like not a good, you know, it's not, they don't consider it a good month. But actually for spiritual life, it's, it's really good. That was the last question, Steve. Make an exception for you? Yes. Last time I knew he says yes. You got our advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see. We have to break our codicy fast. For what time? Ten fifteen? Ten forty. Okay, we got a little time. We're going for broke. <laughs> <laughs>